This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars. Today, our all-star is Rachel Wall. Rachel Wall is a founder of Inspired Hygiene, where she and her team provide coaching, workshops, and other products to help dentists in their pursuit of hygiene department profits. Rachel also serves the dental community as a consultant and speaker. In addition to private coaching, Rachel draws from her 20-plus years of experience as a hygienist and practice administrator to deliver and focus clinical articles and speaking programs. Rachel has written for and has been featured in numerous industry journals, including Dentistry Today, RDH, and Hygiene Town. She recently received the 2012 Dental Excellence Award from DrBicuspit.com for Most Effective Dental Hygienist Educator. Rachel is with us today to talk about the mindset secrets of an all-star hygienist. So, Rachel, thank you for joining us. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Well, always a pleasure. One of yes, my favorites, always. favorites oh, of all the wonderful you. all-stars. Um, thank so you. So, Rachel, oh, my pleasure. So, Rachel, tell me, you know, all-stars, we're all about all-stars here at All-Star Dental Academy. So, yep. what, right, what yeah. is an all-star hygienist? Well, Alex, I'm not much of a sports enthusiast, but if you think about it from a sports perspective, um, and you think about an all-star, they're really team players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are pinch hitters, right? So when somebody needs help or if there's a gap in the team somewhere, they step in, even if it's not their quote-unquote job, right, or not in their job description. Uh, they're always honing their skills. They're always working on getting better. Uh, and they, everyone wants them on their team, you know, so right. they stand out in the marketplace, right? These all-stars are the people that other teams are vying for, and, you know, so the, the market for hygienists right now is tough in some areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talk with a lot of my colleagues about that, and they say, well, how, you know, how can, how, how can we make ourselves stand out in the marketplace? And it's really all about that constant and never-ending improvement. You know, you and I have mm-hmm. that Tony Robbins connection. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's something I? that I learned a long, yeah, that's something I learned a long, long time ago. And I think these, these all-stars, they just, they don't rest on their laurels. They're always looking at getting better. They're always, you know, going above and beyond uh, with regards to customer care and also their own education, right? So reinvesting in themselves so that they're getting better and they become a really, um, really viable candidate, really desirable candidate for a hygiene position on an all-star dental team. Right, right. You know, I guess, like you said, team player, it's, you know, instead of saying it's not my job, you know, mm-hmm. find a way to, to help and, and, you know, cause hygiene can be sometimes very, um, secluded, you know, you have the hygiene yeah. department, you have the doctors, you have the front desk, you have the admin team. Um, yeah. but it's really nice when you have hygienists that can be a leader, you know, and, and, yeah. and connect all the teams and, um, that's a, you know. I know Gary, Katie, and others are will say that the hygienist is the can be the core of yeah. the business and really the the almost a quarterback or running back if mm-hmm. you want to use a sports mm-hmm. analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know hygiene's been called the backbone of the dental practice, and and because uh, you know the hygienist is is the other kind of quote unquote provider in the practice, mm-hmm. and because like you said, sometimes they can be a little secluded and they work pretty. Um, 
you know, with a lot of autonomy, that has a lot of benefits, but it also can create some division within the team. Mm -hmm. So we really believe um, that hygienists have to work to break down those barriers. And we've seen it with our client teams. You know, we've seen those barriers that are there, and that's part of what we help them with is how do we unite this team again? And Mm -hmm. we tell hygienists and other team members as well, because, I mean, it goes both ways. But sometimes you sure. have to step across the line. You know, you have to step across the line and do something for somebody else on the team, and then you just create you create a natural imbalance in your favor, right? The more you do for others, it's just going to come back. That's right. It's just the way the universe works, right? So, um, but sometimes you have to kind of release um, some of that resistance when there has been that separation, and you know, hygienists, you know, like it or not we kind of have that reputation, you know, being the prima donna. And, and <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been that in a practice because I've really worked to, you know, if the trash needs to be taken out, fine. If someone else's instruments need to be turned over, just say, hey, Rachel, get in there and I'll do it. And that's really what it takes, I think, to break, break that down and to eliminate that perception um, of hygiene is really being willing to push it pitch in and that's what the all-star hygienist does so it's basically going from a go-getter to a go-giver now yes exactly the the next question i have for you i really believe that mindset is the prerequisite of all success so what is the mindset traits to be an all-star hygienist yes so they're confident right they're confident in their abilities they're they deliver information to the doctor confidently um, they confidently present to their patients, and, um, and and confidence takes again. It takes that never-ending improvement, right? Um, they're progressive, so they're progressive in their approach. And being progressive means you're moving forward. You're progressing, and so you're not stuck in a rut or or stuck in you know what maybe you've done for the last twenty years um, because that's what was taught in hygiene school. Right? Things change every day. And it's our responsibility to stay on top of that. And it's not always easy. Um, and I wrote down here in my notes, not afraid to change. And I think the reality is that we're all, you know, change is a little bit uh, painful for all of us. It's just, you know, whether that is a long-term or a short-term pain and That's whether true. we just kind of look at it and say, um, okay, you know what, this is going to be a little uncomfortable at first, but, you know, I'm going to get through it and it's going to be better in the end. So, you know, we're all a little bit afraid of change, but being progressive means you're ready to move through that change to the next place. Um, uh, the mindset of all-star hygienist is they feel empowered, you know, and, they're, and this involves the doctor. The leadership from the doctor is that the doctor has empowered the hygienist and the other, the other parts of the team, too, other folks on the team, to really um, promote all kinds of dentistry from their room, not just periotherapy or preventive care, but, you know, they're really teeing up um, treatment for the doctor to enroll. Um, They're empowered in their delivery. The doctor has really empowered them as part of that healthcare team to talk to the patient about their medical history, to, you know, do a pre-diagnosis so that when doctor comes in, they confirm those things together and doctor confirms that, um, that diagnosis they are compelled to recommend ideal treatment. You know, when they see active infection, um, these hygienists feel a strong conviction that they have to tell the patient. You know, they have to recommend treatment. They can't just kind of watch and wait. 
And lastly, they are committed. They're committed to that constant learning, um, mm-hmm. and they don't rely on things being the same, you know, as when, as when they were in school. Um, you know, I, I have talking with someone recently who was a communications major, um, you know, in college. So not related to dentistry, but now she's working in sales. And she said, you know, school just really gave me a basic working knowledge for, um, you know, going out and getting a job in business. It didn't tell me necessarily how to be a salesperson, but I was up to me to learn that part, to learn that, um, that skill and really grow that as part of my career. So, you know, like we said, that excellence really takes that, that constant learning. So here's an issue. Often dentists want their team to change, often the hygienists, their team, but they're really not bored or ready to do so. So how can a dentist empower their hygienist and in other respects their team um, Mm -hmm. when they may be resistant to change or they think they know it all? How can they get beyond that? Yeah, that's a great question, Alex. And and actually, when we talk with um, our prospective clients, we hear that from time to time. You know, so the dentist will call us or the office manager will call us and say, uh, you know, we know we need help in hygiene. We focus all, I focused all this time on my postgraduate work. You know, I've been to all these different continuing education courses and, and hygiene has kind of gotten left behind. And now I want to really give it some energy and really give hygiene, you know, uh, what the team deserves to take it to the next level. But they're nervous and they're not quite sure, you know, about change. And a lot of that is just, you know, having someone come into your office from the outside, one of our coaches, is that can be a little bit nerve-wracking, particularly if it's uh, a practice that's not ever had a coach come in before. And so we always, you know, put their mind at ease with regards to that. But a lot of times what it is, too, and what we find out is that they, um, they're just they're not confident that they know what it takes to move to the next level, and so they get a little resistant and nervous there. And the other thing that happens a lot is the team just sees it as doing more, right? They think, I'm already having a hard time staying on, on schedule, so how am I going to do everything that I'm doing now and then more? So, you know, the doctors might say, we need to incorporate more intro photography. We need to incorporate adult fluoride, or we need to talk about, you know, oral cancer screening devices or things like that, and they're thinking, gosh, you know, I've got to do everything I'm doing now, and now i got to do all this on top of it, when often it is really a whole new approach that makes it come into play. So we have that specific amount of time, if we use that as an example with our patients, and, you know, that, that the 60 minutes are going to go by just like they did, you know, before, so we've got to have a new approach in order to talk with our patients differently, enroll different level of treatment, and really um, have a completely different experience. So a lot of times it's not about doing more. It's about trading in some of the things that you might be doing that are not effective or efficient for new ways of doing things that are going to have a bigger impact. So here's the, the question, okay? How do you create change? and encourage or discourage, rather, resistance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. So I believe there are two, two things. Uh, one is increasing confidence. So uh, one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan, says for change to occur, you must increase confidence in that area. Okay, so that goes right back to, um, you know, what we were saying is, 
um, if there's no confidence in the in how we're going to get to the next level, then it's hard to create that change. So with the confidence and increasing that confidence, that really takes, you know, training. Um, it takes support of the entire team. So, you know, whether it's change in, in the hygiene department and the way that they're doing something or it's, you know, with the doctor and new procedures that are being incorporated, right, everybody on the team has to be on board and really support that. And then that leadership. So if you think about the hygienist, the all-star hygienist, increasing confidence, right, training, team support, and leadership. So the hygienists get the training, right? They have a new way of doing things. They have a system. They understand the importance of, let's say, for instance, doing a, a complete perio exam, you know, at least once a year. And then when they see areas of active infection, recommending treatment. They have a system. They know exactly between all the hygienists in the practice, exactly how it's going to go and how the patient's going to move through treatment. And when the doctor comes in, doctor is very supportive and saying, absolutely, you know, I agree with what Rachel has recommended. Um, it's going to be really important for you to move forward with this so that you can get healthy. And, um, you know, tying it into their overall health and really thinking about that. And then when that patient has been handed off to the admin team, right, they've got team support. So the hygienist is confident that that admin team is going to back them up and is going to help their patient find a way to say yes to that treatment. And all those things build that confidence, okay? So that confidence is a big piece. Um, and then the second way is really getting the emotional mind on board. And you and I, um, I think, had both read this book, Switch, by, mm -hmm. by Chip and Dan Heath. They've written a couple books about change, and this one is really good. I really, really like it and recommend it to anyone that's trying to implement something new. And they use this illustration of, they say there are three things that have to be in alignment for change to occur and to stay in place. Because here's the thing, you know, it's one thing um, for you to create change or incorporate something new. It'll stay in place for a little while, but you really want these changes to last. And that's what we hear. We say, we'll have people call and say, you know what, we went through, we had a perio program in place years ago, and I don't know what happened, but it's just not, we're not doing it anymore. Or, you know, we started to use adult fluoride and um, for some reason we just kind of lost steam on it and we're just, it's not part of what we do anymore. And and sometimes, I, I think if you look back at these three things that they mentioned, you'll find the answer to those uh, problems in one of these. And they say for change to take place and to really last, to really stick, um, the emotional mind and the rational mind all must be in alignment and there must be a clear path for all the, those two things to move forward. And the illustration that they use, which is just brilliant, is the elephant and the rider. So if you imagine this huge elephant, right, and then there's a man riding the elephant. And I or use woman. this example. Or woman. Or woman. Or woman. Thank you. Um, I use this example a lot in my speaking, and I'll tell you in a second how, how everybody can implement this in their practice is um, I say, okay, if one of these is the emotional mind and one is the rational mind, who, well, who do you think is in charge? And, or who do you think is, yeah, I'm sorry. If I ask teams between the elephant and the rider, I say, who do you think is in charge? And they'll inevitably say the rider. Well, if you look at the picture of a man riding an elephant, the elephant is in charge. 
Mm-hmm. The elephant is going to decide. No matter, you know, where that, that man or woman thinks the elephant should go, the elephant's in charge. And the elephant represents the emotional mind. So what they tell us in this book is we can know intellectually all day long that we should be doing fluoride treatment, but if we don't believe in it, if we don't believe that the, that the value of that treatment far outweighs the cost, then it's not going to stay in place. Right. Or the other thing that can happen is if we believe intellectually, you know, from a hygiene perspective, that um, that we should be that we should be doing an oral cancer exam, right? So we believe intellectually, this is my responsibility. Emotionally, we've connected to our role in detecting, you know, um, suspicious lesions early and preventing oral cancer to progress, right? We've got that rational, emotional, I believe in it. But, you know, um, if we're constantly running behind or, you know, if we have 40 minutes for an adult prophy and it's all we can do to stay ahead, right, that's the path. Now, all of a sudden, there's a big rock in the path. Um, or if we know our emotional and our rational mind are um, in alignment for perio, we know we see active infection, we need to recommend periotherapy, but there's nowhere on the schedule to put it. You know, or if every time we recommend it, the doctor says, well, let's just check it next time. All of a sudden, all these rocks start piling up on that path, and the elephant is going to eventually turn around and go back the direction that they came from. So you're back where you started despite, you know, despite all this effort and this work. So it's really important to get that, that intellectual knowledge, that emotional hook as why is this important, and mm-hmm. then clear those obstacles in the practice so that all these things can move forward. And, you know, one of the things that we teach a lot is we can't lead with production. So, you know, if we say we're going to do this because it's going to increase our production. We haven't engaged the emotional mind. You know, and as people, people make decisions emotionally and justify yes. it rationally. Yes. And, right? And I think with the path, like you talk about, the path really is systems. Is If you can put in systems, this is why you have a trainer, yeah. Yeah. a world-class trainer like Rachel and Inspired Hygiene Coaches, is that when you put systems in place, you create a path that yes. the elephant or the rider doesn't make a difference. They're just going to follow it because it's the path. Mm-hmm. So those are three mechanisms as you talk about for motivation. It's brilliant, Rachel. Very, very, uh, very good stuff. So, so here's the deal, Rachel. I, like I said, you, you know, Inspired Hygiene, uh, your company is really the go-to company when it comes to training for hygienists. So I'm sure you have something. You got to have something in your in your pocket for us uh, and our listeners to help hygienists grow and become uh, all stars. We do. We've got a lot of different programs, Alex. But one of the things I wanted to bring up because it addresses sure. this so nicely, and I and I had alluded to you know, a way that, um, that teams can do this in their practices. Um, you know, in a lot of our coaching and training programs that we do live in office, we, the emotional mind, one of the ways that we really engage that, that part of all of us is, you know, utilizing science and looking at the oral systemic link and looking at mm-hmm. your patients. And, and, and this whole emotional uh, mind thing is, it, it can't be, it can't be more true in any other industry than it is in dental because 
people in dentistry care so much about how their patients perceive them, first of all. Um, you know, we see these people frequently. We become very good friends with our patients. You know, um, yeah, I was at the dentist getting my teeth cleaned the other day, and I ran into one of my patients, and, you know, she gave me a big hug, and my kids were there, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I remember when your kids were born, and, you know, you just, you become friends with these people, and so that emotional piece is, I, I have to do right by my friends, and so, you know, we really pull into that and say, okay, so your friends are depending on you to tell them when they have infection that's going to affect their whole body and it's going to increase their risk for heart attack or stroke or all these other things. And so when, when we have evidence-based information that, that supports all that, you know, that's a really strong, um, that's where you get that emotional conviction, that emotional commitment to keep those things in place. So one of the ways that we translate that is with our um, profitable perio online boot camp. And so uh, this is a, a new version of a product that we've been delivering for years, and we're really excited about it because it's a, a webinar series that is going to deliver virtually um, a lot of the content that we provide in our private coaching at a fraction of the cost and a lot of access to our coaches for questions and support. And um, it's just I'm really excited about this new format and everything that we're including with it. And um, folks can find out more about it at periobootcamp.com. And, um, and there'll just be a little spot there that if they're interested in learning more, we can always set up a call and just chat about it and see if it fits for them. Periobootcamp.com. Yeah. Very nice. Great stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you as well. Always a pleasure, Alex, to work with you and Heather. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. So until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.